Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro, and I'm a partner in the M&A and Private Equity Group at Stegman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome our special guest, Alex Parker. Alex is the co-head managing director of the National Client Group uh, M&A at National Bank of Canada. Alex, welcome. Thank you for joining us. It's great to have you here. Great to be on the podcast with you, Mario. Alex, I always like to start by having our guests tell us a little bit about themselves, a little bit about what they do, and I'd love to start by learning a little bit more about yourself and your work at National Bank. Thanks, Mario. So yeah, by, by way of background, I've been uh, started my career as a, a CA slash now CPA, I guess, with KPMG and, and worked for them uh, in a lot of different places. Uh, and, and while I was with KPMG, I had the chance to join their transaction diligence team. And after a couple of years there, I got the opportunity to join Nomura, a Japanese investment bank, where I spent five years working with their teams in uh, in London, which was particularly interesting because that was uh, the time that, around the time that Nomura acquired Lehman Brothers um, or the, the remains of the Lehman Brothers business after it collapsed in 2008, uh, and then worked with them in, in Toronto subsequently. Uh, I joined BMO's middle market M&A group in uh, 2012 and, and worked there for, for seven years, and then uh, most recently joined National Bank at the start of 2020, thought it'd be fun to uh, to build a business in a pandemic, to found and build their uh, middle market M&A practice outside of Quebec. And you know, part of the reason that, uh, or one of the major reasons I joined uh, National uh, is that there's a, a vision to, to build something that is tightly integrated and it's led by a fellow named Matt McDonald. And it's a business that's focused uh, primarily on, on family and entrepreneur-led businesses. You know, we also do a lot of work for private equity and uh, smaller corporate clients as well. But it's an integrated team that provides lending and cash management, uh, risk management, so derivatives and hedging, uh, as well as private banking and M&A advisory all under, under one group. It's a key part of national strategy to grow outside of Quebec. So in the, the upper middle market, you know, nationals historically had a really strong presence in, in the Quebec market and is really looking to grow out, outside of Quebec. And the national client group outside of Quebec has had incredible growth over the last three years, tripling the business in terms of top line off of a, a very solid base from, from which we started. The real key that's worked out in that business that's helped it grow so much is focusing and attracting top talent. I think Matt and his uh, the, the broader team have been highly selective on the capabilities and fit and the people we we join. You know, and once that's in place, uh, then it's really a question of just executing against the strategy. So that's a bit about our business. Our middle market M and A practice outside Quebec at this point has six people in it and uh, is continuing to grow and uh, get quite a few deals done. And Alex, I mean, what's your particular focus? I mean, it's the the integrated team concept is you know hugely valuable for middle market clients it's kind of a one-stop shop is uh, i think the the goal here is make it easy for them and, and really be there for them in every aspect well what do you focus on on that team so the m a process is really a, an inflection point for a lot of families and entrepreneurs uh, because that's the point when they make a lot of important decisions you know, first of all to to sell the business and all that that entails and all, all the work involved there. But secondly, it creates opportunities with our, our, our private banking and, and wealth management arms, uh, creates opportunities to lend into the, the deal on the, the buy side, 
uh, as well as you know opportunities for for risk management uh, where that's required, as well as the, the cash management side. So when you're in the M&A role on that type of transaction, building a really strong relationship with the owner is really critical, as well as executing on um, on the transaction itself. So that's you know, very much where where my focus is. Uh, as a team, we are sector generalists and we draw in the expertise of our colleagues across the investment bank to bring in relationships, insight and, and sector expertise to uh, really provide a value added service for our clients. And Alex, I mean, you are a true middle market guy. I know you've been doing this for a very long time. And how are you seeing the middle market currently and how what, what kind of activity are you seeing? What do you, you find the, the focus for your practice right now in terms of activity that's out there? So, you know, it's interesting because we're seeing a lot of clients that are continuing to have banner years uh, and have been building off of strong 2020s and 2021s, you know, post-pandemic. And even though a lot of folks can kind of see and read the media and see that some of the leading indicators don't look great, it doesn't matter whether you're talking to somebody in pharmacy distribution or a trucking business, aluminum extrusion, HVAC installation, uh, Internet of Things business. Everyone seems to have, at least on the ground at the moment, in the clients we're working with as a really strong pipeline. And so there's a sort of, you know, we've got to keep serving our clients and continuing to grow our business while being thoughtful about you know, some of the macroeconomic risks that, that are out there. Any particular sectors, Alex? I mean, I don't know. I, I think you're a generalist as a firm, but any particular sectors where you're seeing more activity, particularly right now with, you know, this kind of all these macro forces, um, do you notice any changes in the nature of the sellers or the, the type of deals? Or ha- have you seen any changes given where the market is at right now? Um, I'd say the, you know, a couple of areas that have been impacted uh, by the rising rate environments are those with long dated cash flows. So you, know, you saw that pretty early on with tech valuations really getting crushed and it being harder for nascent tech firms to, to raise capital. Uh, I think you also see it in the infrastructure sector where you have things like you know wind farms and hydro projects with long dated cash flows that are so being it, those get chipped away at those values by uh, rising rates. So those are sectors that are are really feeling it directly. I think across the broader and what I call the traditional middle market, we're not seeing it as much. I think anecdotally, we're you know seeing and hearing a lot of businesses in the transportation sector uh, coming to market, and part of the supply chain squeeze has meant that some of there's been some margin expansion for some folks in that sector, uh, which has probably brought a few more businesses into the market. And then another area where we're seeing quite a bit of activity is in home services. And so that's anything from you know home security to sort of HVAC, smart home, you know, water heaters, all those sorts of sorts of businesses, certainly lots of activity in that vertical as well. What's unique about your practice, Alex, is it's, re- it's really a kind of national practice given the nature of the bank and all. Do you find uh, any regional differences or anything from a, a geographical point of view that you see in, in your practice? And obviously you're focused outside of Quebec, but do you notice any any geographical differences or even in terms of just volume, activity, nature, nature of the deals that are coming down the line? Um, you know, it was interesting early on, you know, through sort of 2020 and early 2021, uh, I'd say for us, the deal volume was was higher in Western Canada. 
where we happen to have a bit more activity. And then of late, uh, the opportunities have been more in, in, in Ontario and, and the GTA. So that's certainly, but that may be you know, unique to our practice. I think as, you know, for the broader national client group, um, we do, in, including my colleagues uh, across our platform, it's been, it's been strong growth everywhere. Uh, and one thing we, you know, I think we, we have seen generally too is a, a, a bit of a rebound in, in some of the services businesses in, uh, in Alberta uh, on the back of some, some strengthening oil price benefit. You know, the um, market dynamics are such people a little bit nervous right now. They're kind of trying to read where this uh, these interest rates are going and and where uh, the economy is going. Have you seen any kind of a slowdown in your practice in terms of uh, activity? I mean, you have a good window, you know, with a national practice and a bank that kind of covers a lot of territory. Have you noticed any any pullback from the sellers, any slowdown uh, on your end? No, at this stage, it's... Uh... We are as, as busy as we've ever been. I think my uh, colleagues in Quebec are uh, as busy as they've ever been too, and so it's uh, it's it's full speed ahead going forward. And certainly, there's you know, some risk on the the horizon, and it sort of remains to be seen how that how that plays out. But overall, it's been a very uh, very active environment. Hey, your thoughts, Alex, as to what you think is driving it? Why we're still seeing. Uh, a lot of sellers, uh, and I'm noticing it too. So I'm with you. It's it's interesting. You read the paper in the morning, and it feels like we're heading towards a cliff. And you come to work, and people are still doing things and want to do things and want to get stuff done. You know, you have a great perspective. You know, being up close with the sellers. What what do you think is still driving these sellers? Given you know, given the macro forces that would suggest they put a pause or put a hold. What do you think is driving them to continue with these processes and look to sell? I think there's uh, there, there's a few factors. Uh, I think there's an element of COVID fatigue, even for folks who've had uh, you know really strong business performance over the last couple of years. That the incremental stress of operating a business through COVID has led people to really think about you know how much longer do I want to uh, run this business, and you know when the time is right, which might be sooner than I had originally thought. It might be time to. Uh, to de-risk and, and hand the reins to someone else. So I think that certainly COVID fatigue is, is one factor. The, the other factor to con- consider that I think is prevalent is that the private M&A market is far more stable and less volatile than the, the public markets. You know, when people buy businesses, they buy it typically with a you know five to 10 year time horizon, if not longer. And the fundamentals that make any particular business attractive Generally, aren't you know don't have a, aren't massively impacted by a recession. You know, it's it's a, it's a bit like hitting a little bit of traffic on a long journey. You know, it's a slowdown, but not a uh, you know not a major factor overall. So I think we're seeing you know good businesses continuing to attract capital from interested buyers. And, and then the final factor is that there is still you know an enormous amount of private equity capital, private equity dry powder out there looking for a home. Uh, and so those folks are, you know, while they're being thoughtful about not wanting to step into a business that's, uh, you know, perhaps about to uh, have a you know, modest decline in results, they're also realistic about wanting to you know, acquire good businesses and, and understand that many of those will see their way through any kind of economic slowdown and, and come, come out the other side stronger. You touched on, uh, or I wanted to kind of talk about the other side of the coin. It sounds like you're still seeing the 
the full suite of buyers that, that we've seen in the past, and particularly the private equity firms from your end. Um, any, any differences in the nature of the buyers right now, or is it kind of look like what it's been looking like the last few years? I think it continues to look like what it's looked like the past few years. And, you know, to, to me, it's interesting with uh, when, you, when you look at the middle market and some of the data that's available, if you go back, you know, 10 years and look at buyout multiples, uh, you know, and the stuff that's publicly available is generally for, you know, for U.S. buyouts. But what you see is uh, increasing multiple, uh, you know, average multiple on every deal. And most of that increase in the average multiple is act- actually the equity check. And so it's a, a long-term trend of incremental liquidity coming into the middle market, you know, driven by asset managers allocating more capital to funds that operate in the middle market across North America. And uh, you, know, you, you hear, you have you know, conversations with folks in the, in the private equity community and you know, one phrase I've heard more than once is 15 is the new 20, meaning that, you know, five years ago, folks might have been underwriting a deal with a 20% return on equity. Now, if it's a particularly if it's a business that they have a high degree of interest in, and it's going to be a, you know, a heavily sought after asset, you know, they're, they're underwriting a return on equity that's closer to 15%. But ultimately, they'll be sort of diminishing returns to that increase in valuations. But certainly, and I'm sure you see this in your practice too, Mario, you know, there's an increase in the you know, availability of capital to Canadian middle market businesses when you look back compared to five, you know, five or ten years ago. Uh, so it's continuing to be a very robust market. I have to ask you this question, Alex, and I know you're not at the lending side of the bank, but I want to get your sense. We are noticing that banks are still lending in Canada, and they continue to and be pretty robustly. I mean. Your thoughts on that and what's driving that? At, 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 for, sorry, you're at a bank, Alex. I caught you, but, but I, <laughs> I wanted to get your sense. I mean, people notice that the banks have not really yeah, slowed down and, and their their leverage is kind of consistent and they're pretty actively looking to do deals. Yeah, I think that's true across all of the, the big six banks and they continue to see good returns from their from their portfolio. You know, I know anecdotally, you know, looking at our portfolio, the vast majority of the lending continues to perform very well. You know, you have the odd business that may have sort of busted a covenant here or there. Often that's, you know, the top line still growing, but there's been a bit of margin compression in the past year as costs have risen, have risen. But it's not, um, you know, there's very few stories where, you know, it's a, a real disaster scenario. And so upper middle market commercial banking continues to be a profitable area for for all of the banks and one where they see, you know, significant growth. Uh, and so because of that, uh, I, I think you're seeing them continue to lend. I think one thing that is happening is that they are being a little more selective and a little more disciplined about the deals that some of the banks pursue. I, I know that's true at National Bank, where we're pretty disciplined and careful in terms of the the, the transactions that we spend our time on, but uh, certainly continue to be you know, very much open for business and uh, and ready to partner with great businesses. I always ask our guests the crystal ball question. And so I wanted to ask uh, you the crystal ball question, which relates to where you think this market is going. I mean, obviously a lot, a lot of uh, uncertainty might be the right word at the moment, but want to get a sense from you, uh, your feeling about where this market is going, and particularly from someone who lives in the middle market. Um, where do you think this, uh, this is all headed? Uh, and there's a lot of people out there saying a lot of different things. So I'm curious to get your perspective in terms of where you think this is going. 
Yeah, you know, it's always an interesting question. And um, as I mentioned before, we're not seeing it on the ground yet in terms of the pipelines of our clients in the in the Canadian middle market for the most part. But then you go and you look at leading indicators like, you know, US shipping volumes or you know, consumer confidence indexes or the PMI, and you start to see a lot of those trending down towards that 50 level where, you know, below that indicates con- contraction. So, you know, we know there's a slowdown coming or likely coming, uh, but it's the severity that'll be, be the question and hopefully it'll be a soft landing. But a good business is still a good business. And notwithstanding some near-term EBITDA softness, uh, we expect it to continue to be a robust M&A market. Um, with you know, lots of interested parties, particularly looking at sort of businesses that are exposed to consumer staples or maintenance type businesses that are you know, perform better in recessionary environments. I think those ones in particular will continue to trade and do so at, uh, at strong multiples. Alex, I, I need you to be busy, so I'm busy. So I'm happy to hear that you're still feeling good about uh, deal flow and activity. Thank you for joining us today. It was great to get your perspective and you know, particularly from the perspective of a, a middle market uh, deal person who's been doing this for a long time. So really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me, Mario.